I'm Kieran, and welcome to the Mendacity at Work podcast. Today we are discussing possible methods that the government could be using to poison us, control us, and generally do things that we would prefer the government not do. In particular, we'll be covering chemtrails, water fluoridation, and the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, or HARP. Essentially, we are talking about a libertarian's worst nightmare. As usual, I'll be back at the end to wrap things up. It's time to talk about Mendacity at Work. So for our first topic today, I will be discussing chemtrails. What are chemtrails? Well, let's start here. There's something called a contrail, you may have heard. Contrails are the trails you sometimes see uh, left behind airplanes that's triggered by exhaust in the engines. Usually, they last only a few minutes. Why is this relevant? Because like most things we talk about on this podcast, specifically the things we'll be talking about today, some contrails are evil. Or as or, yeah, some proponents would lead you to believe. According to proponents, affectionately known in the community as Contrailer Park Boys, these contrails are not mere... Wait, hold up. Seriously? Uh, no. Honestly, <laughs> not seriously. It's, that was for Tristan Giggles' listeners. These contrails are not mere leftover innocuous clouds of gas, but long streams of chemical evil designed by unknown entities, a.k.a. your government, to fuck with things. So some people claim that some of these contrails last longer, last hours, and are not uh, mere harmless exhaust, but uh, super secret chemicals. For the record... Airplane exhaust is harmful, but yeah, in, not mind controlling harmful. Yeah, just no. killing polar bears. No, harmful. don't don't huff, don't, <laughs> don't don't huff it. Yeah, <laughs> so, don't huff most things. Don't huff huff some things though. It's life huff life life, man. Is, life is stressful. Please huff things. I wish I'd have known that much younger. So, I guess yeah, that's mostly to it. Um, for evidence, they turn to photographs that have been out. I guess since the mid '90s. They claim that the composition of the contrails or some of the contrails were affected in the mid-90s were changed, and they claim to have tests that prove this. Of course, they don't. It's sort of in the realm of pseudoscience. Uh, 2.5% of the American population believes that this is true, that the government is putting things in our aircrafts to fuck with us. To fuck with us. Yep. So... There, and there is, um, I guess, one last thing. There is the a- actual implication that, that contrails and the exhaust from planes does actually uh, contribute to global warming. So, yeah. if there, so there is know, something if, here. If nothing else, it's increasing the amount of CO2 in our atmosphere. They claim that it's, uh, it has all sorts of things in it. I guess here it says aluminum salts. I don't know, a whole bunch of weird chemicals that yeah. are not supposed to do bad things to you. The key piece of evidence against this would be that we don't have debilitating medical issues. All well, of us. we have obesity, which is a debilitating medical issue. That's probably not relevant to this. No. Probably not. Unless they put, like, also, fried Also, <laughs> we, 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 us three, don't have obesity. The American people, speaking in general, yeah. statistically have more obesity than the rest of the world, except Mexico, I believe. Go Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it'd be interesting to see, though. Like, I'm not 
familiar with like the the trends of cancer rates or anything yeah. like that. Certainly possible that you know there has been an increasing trend in 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 cancer development in the United States. Yeah. Because so, no, well, because it'd be interesting because I would assume because like smoking rates have been going down yeah. since whenever since 60s even. Yeah, since whenever we got smart enough to figure out cigarettes were bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, if there's like certain Actually, that wasn't the, sorry, that wasn't the sixties. Yeah, or whatever. It'd be interesting to see because like if certain like lung cancers or throat and mouth cancers, if those rates have stayed the same, or like other you know smoking related issues, if those have stayed the same despite the scent of smoking prevalence, then you would have to delve into what's causing that. There I would lean a, there more... There could be a myriad of, yeah, yeah. of Because that's not just that, chemtrails, then you have to, you know, industrial oh, pollution yes, and all that certainly. stuff. Which I would imagine is much more, you know, prevalent than chemtrails, yeah. <laughs> honestly. And also, like, an actual... We know that industrial pollution happens. Yeah. Uh, chemtrails, maybe not so much. <laughs> we, we, you two point five percent. Two point five percent knows. So. I think. I think you might have touched on this, Aaron. But did you mention? Is there is there evidence from the sci- scientific community that debunks this conspiracy theory? Yes. Or? Yes. There's a there's a lot of evidence. They've they've tested. People have claimed to test it, saying that you know that that the chemtrails that the composition has changed, and the science people have gone in and debunked the tests that they've done. Any, I guess I should say, any evidence proving it has been debunked. Certainly, I mean, it, it's almost to me almost ridiculous to think that like the very like small amount of exhaust or what have you that in the contrails could possibly like affect human beings on well, like a large scale. Well, actually, actually, it's it's interesting you, you should bring that up because I think the one thing that. Because I, I, I sort of read up on this a little bit. The one thing that could point to this, the amount of chemicals that could be distributed via airplanes is actually, it's a fair amount. Because like, for, like, like for instance, um, after 9-11, there was like a three-day, like they shut down, they shut down all flights over the United mm-hmm. States for three days. And I can't remember what it was, but there was some like huge climate shift where it's like it happened in three days. But like normally that amount of shift would take like 30 years or yeah, something geez, like that. imagine if we cared. Yeah, imagine really, <laughs> really yeah, no, so it was, it's not a trivial amount of jet contrails mm-hmm. that are over the U.S. at any singular point. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also did global warming. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Thanks. Uh, yeah, well, Bush, Bush did a lot of things. Bush did a lot of so, things. Yeah, so I think now we should move to our the next facet of our sort of three-pronged, uh, all-controlling government nightmare and go from... Uh, chemtrails to water fluoridation. Okay, so water fluoridation, as some of you probably know, is defined as the controlled addition of fluoride to a public water supply in order to reduce tooth decay. And uh, studies have shown that fluoridation is effective in reducing cavities and tooth decay, although it can lead to the negative side effect of dental fluorosis, which is basically a condition in which kind of blotchy white spots appear on your teeth. However, extremely high levels of fluoride uh, can lead to even even more severe side effects, such as like fluoride poisoning. I mean, fluoride is is like a toxic, you know, yeah, yeah. a toxic uh, substance, 
and like any other like toxic substance in in high in high concentrations it can do damage uh it's argued uh and science there's scientific evidence to back this that in small concentrations it can be you know beneficial for our oral health so this whole uh you know the history of water fluoridation that it, it kind of was introduced in the United States in the 20th century and immediately people began to question both its efficacy and also the intentions behind it. There have been several conspiracy theories that have been proposed by uh, theorists, including the, a few that I will mention now. Number one, that fluoridation is an integral facet of a communist plot to render the citizens of the world submissive to power. It's interesting that this this theory was uh, parodied in the film Dr. Strangelove, <laughs> depicted by... Damn it, Kubrick, uh, why are you ever racist? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Stanley Kubrick makes an appearance in our podcast. Go back to episode uh, two, I believe it yeah, was. Yeah, episode two. If you're interested in hearing that, promo to episode two. In 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 Doctor Strangelove, uh, a crazed general uh, sets off nuclear warfare because he fears that fluoridation is sapping the precious the precious bodily fluids of Amer- the American people. Uh, the second conspiracy theory that I, I, I'd kind of want to touch on is um, that fluoridation was introduced by the military industrial complex in order to prevent lawsuits against the U.S. atomic weapons program. And this kind of goes along with um, the idea that fluoride in water can somehow help make people submissive in nature, which is is supported by kind of a pseudo-historical claim that that fluoride was used by the Nazis in order to control the Jewish subjects in their concentration camps. However, this this claim has been denied by very reputable historical sources, and especially those who specialize in the Holocaust. Uh, and number three, um, flor- that fluoridation is backed by by certain industries who wish to dispose of some of their industrial waste. And the theory behind this is that the the substances that are added to our drinking water are not pure fluoride, and this is this is a fact. They're uh, compounds that include yeah. flu- include fluoride. And with with fluoridated water, there is naturally occurring fluoridated water in the U.S. And theorists, conspiracy theorists, don't dispute. That this they, they don't argue that this is you know a mind control uh, substance. It's that it's the stuff that they put in the compounds. Yeah, yeah with. compounds with they argue is is more dangerous to our health. Which I have not you know attained a PhD in chemistry yet. So <laughs> if anybody out there has, please please call. <laughs> yeah, we we'd like your advice, but uh, so I can't really you know debunk or support that that theory. But there there it is for your consideration yeah i with those theories i hate to say it but like the most plausible one is that it's partially industrial waste because yeah. if there's if there's any entity that is sinister enough yeah. to administer poisonous chemicals to the american people it's an american corporation yeah <laughs> and also and also has that has has a proven track record mm-hmm. of yeah. ha- having economic incentives to to engage in behaviors that are not beneficial to the health of the American people. Exactly, yeah. I would be curious to see if there's any possible neurology behind the possibility that you could use a particular chemical to promote or to empower the trait of submissiveness. I don't know know if you could submissiveness or dominance. I I do think one thing that's always interested me is that 
One of the weird side effects that they're predicting for climate change this next 50 years is an increase in warfare. Well, because it's, which I is, mean, that's... Which, is, which isn't a gr- dominant sort of submissiveness, but in terms of aggressiveness, anger... Yeah, like if you look at... And wh- people, like, the people if you look at, if you, if they're Yeah, aggra- yeah, because if you look at crime... <laughs> if you look at crime rates, a lot of times with, you know, especially like in big cities like L.A. or Chicago or New York, when there's a particularly hot summer, crime rates will be higher. Yeah. And I think that's sort of more what the global warming stuff is related to. But what I'm talking about is, is there a specific chemical yeah. where ingesting it would directly correlate to the amplification of a personality trait? And I would, again, not a PhD in chemistry or neurology or anything like that, but I would be very surprised if there, would, if there is a way to, even if there is a chemical way to do that, if putting it into a water supply would be a viable way to do that yeah i mean you could i mean i mean there are there are plenty of drugs that are used to you know sedate people that that could be i mean used on a massive scale to just kind of pacify the population i mean if there's one thing anybody needs it's water yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly the the most direct way to target people. But I think something that's important to note is that I would argue that that the levels of submissiveness in society are not you know higher than they were in the past. Yeah, there will always be you know the the proverbial Nietzschean herd you know <laughs> that kind of mulls around at, at the direction of the government. That's always existed, you know. Yeah. I don't I'm not perceived in myself like a growing apathy towards the actions of the government <laughs> as I consumed water. Yeah. 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 So I sort of wanna now move to our third prong before we get into more of a general discussion of the implications of some of this stuff. But so the last thing we're gonna talk about is the high frequency active auroral research program or HARP as I'm gonna refer to it from now on because saying high-frequency active auroral research program over and over gets tedious. So anyway, so HARP is this base in Alaska, basically. The gov- the official stance is that HARP is basically a center for researching the ionosphere for possible implications for communications networks and stuff. So somehow harnessing the power of the, the power of the ionosphere can give us better cell coverage or enable better international communication stuff like that but the conspiracy theory is that harp is actually a station that is used to manipulate events such as tsunamis and earthquakes and the like so natural occurring weather yeah natu- natural yeah weather disasters and stuff like that or uh, another another take is that it's a base for developing like electromagnetic super weapons you know so a so, you know so it, it, they're working on a laser that they can shoot to a at a particular satellite or to a particular point in space and you know shut down every electronic device in Russia or something like that and it's actually interesting because there are reports of you know there there are ex- in existence EMP type weapons that can knock out elect- electronic Have devices. Have they ever been deployed or used at all? Uh, not on a large scale. Okay. I mean, maybe occasionally, but not you know on a countrywide scale or anything like that. But yes, that's that's sort of what this harp is reportedly researching and i it was sort of it was first of all i should i should start with the fact that uh if you google jesse ventura harp the amount of page hits you get is for my comfort a little too high for a former governor of my home state astronomical as like because he he has this show on the history channel which i have watched Mitz, I think you've watched I it. I've watched it. Eric, I don't know if you've seen I have, it. I have not viewed All it. All right. Well, wasn't he, on, wasn't he on True TV? He was on well. True TV. Yeah. So 
I mean, go watch it if if you want and be like, oh, wow, that guy was in charge of an entire state. But anyway, so he has an episode where he goes to Alaska to harp and futilely tries to prove this because even if it is happening, they're not going to tell Jesse Ventura. But I guess I didn't really verify this because I was reading it from a fairly biased source. But um, according to a conspiracy website, there is like some report from the New Zealand government that they developed a tsunami bomb in like 1943. Whoa. So... Like, the theory goes, well, if New Zealand could do that in the 50s, why can't we do that now? Which, I mean, again, that's a very biased source, so I'm not, I, I cannot. Well, I, mean, I mean, tsunami bomb, like, you could you could create, like, a yeah, tidal I mean, wave just, or a tsunami yeah. just by dropping a bomb just in the ocean. Just a normal bomb into the ocean, yeah. <laughs> uh, Which is actually, it's interesting. But, like, but like the, 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 thing, the thing was, like, it would be able to trigger a targeted tsunami. Okay. Like, at on a scale that would mimic the destruction of a nuclear bomb essentially uh-huh. okay. is what is what the thing was so the so this harp what it is is this is how you know so it, it's it's been implicated as the cause of Katrina oh the Haitian earthquake the Japanese yeah. tsunamis so it's 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 kind of crazy but it's <laughs> i don't know i i it was sort of entertaining to me because it was like man there there is a lot of stuff that you could just blame on this like any natural disaster any natural disaster when the the san andreas fault goes we know we know who did it and we also know that dwayne the rock johnson will be there to save us (laughs) quoth quoth the kanye west george bush hates black people yeah Yeah, so is there is there any sort of Besides this New Zealand evidence, is is this all purely speculation? It's, it's mostly speculation because it's it's one of those things where there's a remote base. There's a remote. We a, don't know exactly. Yeah. And we're, we're not we're not intelligent enough to understand the scientific research yeah, and that's it's, going on. And, yeah, uh, and it's and familiar. it's <laughs> and it's not. Well, the other thing is that it's not in the mainstream enough for any real push to figure out what's you know what it is basically you know because it's like we have the government statement and then we have conspiracy theory websites and that's it it's not it it just isn't a big enough thing where we get objective third-party observer that's like i'm gonna go look at this because as as much as you would like to hope jesse ventura is not an objective (laughs) third party because his show was called conspiracy theories with jesse ventura so you you know you can kind of get where where he's coming from Mm -hmm. but yeah so that i mean that's harp is basically it's a communications research facility in Alaska that's dealing with the ionosphere, and people are like, nah, it's weather control. I, I read on Wikipedia that, you know, barring, how, barring the incident where they, you know, refuse to let Ventura, you know, tour their grounds, they offer, like, tours of their entire facilities to the, yeah. the public, and, and people, people are allowed to, you know, venture yeah. in. So it's, yeah. so it's not, not necessarily this isolated base that... Refuses yeah. contact with well, but I mean, no matter how world. much they allow people to tour, you know, you'll always get someone saying, "Well, like, what if they have like a basement? Yeah, what if yeah. they have an underground facility or a restrict? Yeah. You know, whatever." No, certainly, no matter how much empirical evidence is like provided, it's impossible to you know, it's, it's entirely debunk yeah, or it's, combat. Yeah, proving the PC. negative is is very is very tough. To I, me, to me, reading it, it didn't it didn't seem like there was that much room for. Productive discussion on that topic necessarily just because there's so little unbiased information on it. Yeah, I, I read, I was reading about a, a scientist who was commenting on just um, his his perception that the conspiracy theory is is 
a lunacy in that he he was saying he he was he was he was basically arguing that the the power that this this base exerts you know the the electric you know power is not nearly enough to equal the the power that is generated during uh real life storms yeah. you know well, yeah, cause I think I think the some of the stuff because I I saw something like that where one of the it was like this website where it was like here's all the things that the government tells you about why HARP can't be a weather controlling facility and here's all the reasons why it is, and that one their response was they they are able to calculate and pinpoint the exact right catalyst that they need to generate like sort of like a butterfly effect okay. type deal. So a domino, yeah, sort of, sort of, a, sort of yeah. yeah. So that was sort of their reasoning for that. Which, if you could, sounds pseudoscientific. Yeah. To me. Sounds very pseudoscientific. Because the big if in that is, can you really calculate a point at which you need to to trigger something to make a huge natural disaster? I mean, in theory, you can, but but in practice, yeah. I mean, in theory, in theory, do we do we have the technology to do that? We no. have we have the technology. We can rebuild him. <laughs> Six million dollar man reference for anyone listening who's under the age of like fifty. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Like I was reading about Jesse Ventura recently. Yeah, he was governor of our state. Yeah. twelve years ago. Twelve years ago. Twelve years ago. Yeah, today. I was alive during that time. I, I, yes. I mean, yeah. I can't even I'd remember wonder, that. I wonder how much influence he actually wields within the community. Actually, like I don't. It doesn't seem like much, but he's a. He seems to come up pretty often when you know discussing these theories. Like his actions, his shows, and his books and whatever seem to exert some degree yeah. of influence. And, yeah, he's a pretty. He's a pretty popular well, I mean, yeah, conspiracy theorist. Well, because he's he's a governor of a former U.S. state that buys into some conspiracy theories. So and wrestler. Yeah, he was and, a rest, and a, apparently a former Navy <laughs> SEAL. Oh, wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna stop talking about Jesse Ventura for now. Um, I'm sure he will come up again because he usually does. But so we're. I want to go now to sort of discussing the government poisoning or mind controlling or things of that ilk. Sort of the ethical ramifications and the cultural or social standards or norms that sort of weave their way through mm-hmm. this. Well, for for fluoridation, what interested me was that I, in my opinion, most of the specific conspiracy theories are kind of um, contrived and you know rather forced in nature. But there is legitimate there is a legitimate argument that the that the government should not be you know placing this substances in, in our water without without our consent. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Which which is which is very legitimate. I've I've read that in in medical practice it is illegal to administer medication to someone without their consent, and it is argued that fluoridation, you know, is a medication for yeah. for, for dental uh, dental decay and dental cavities. I mean, in a way, though. I mean, I can see. I mean, I see it's, why it, they do it. I it's, mean, it's, it's, yeah, it saves money. It's it's theory. the it's the classic example of individual rights versus the common good. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's. It's interesting to, I think, if we bring this discussion out of the ridiculous and sort of bring it out of the more sort of fringe, sort of tinfoil hat crowd and sort of bringing it into a more... Into your home. Yeah, into your home, dear listener. But sort of pulling that into a more relatable thing, you know, it does, you know, as crazy as the theory is, it does sort of raise, it goes to the 
question that's at the center of a lot of you know social and political and cultural issues is how much role should the government play in our lives or you know what should the government be able to do and not do i think that despite conspiracy theorists not necessarily having the most well thought out streams of consciousness or hypotheses they do raise that question quite a bit and usually they come down on the governments and corporations are both bad side Mm -hmm. and i don't really know what they're looking for but it's to me it's very interesting that question is very interesting as to sort of ethically what should the how how far towards the common good should the government go before they overstep and start infringing on rights yeah and i think one, one thing that I forgot to mention with water fluoridation when I was uh, kind of introducing it earlier is that in westernized countries, research has shown that the level of cavities is, is really plateauing now because of the prevalence of dental care and of fluoridated toothpaste. We, we don't really need fluoridated water yeah. anymore because we, we have a, a, a healthy amount of fluoride in other areas of our lives, yeah, which, which begs the question... You know, why have we continued this practice of, of fluoridation? And do you think they'll cut it down? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, does, is that, that could possibly interpre- be interpreted as evidence that there, there are incentives there. There are Well, that... I mean, there's, there's always incentives because with the fluoridation of water, it's not, just, it's not just the government that's doing it because presumably there's companies that are manufacturing this fluoride that they're putting into the water and you know they may have a oh yeah they may have a government it's, contract it's rent-seeking behavior is yeah. what it is you know and then you know they may have a contract with the government and then you know they probably have lobbyists who are oh, saying sure. you know hey you know big you know big fluoride is stepping <laughs> into our homes and you know they're perpetuating this deal or whatever and it you know it's it, that it's possible that there's some sinister government conspiracy theory going on, or it's or a low, pos- a low, a low key, yeah. not sinister, but, I'm but a low key. Or I, or it's you know, I think it's significantly more plausible that even though we don't really need fluoride in our water anymore, I think you know, fluoride manufacturing companies probably just have really good lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it's a it's a practice <laughs> that's been going on for a long time. I mean, on a very practical level, when something like that is so ingrained, it's 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 hard because of the wires, because of the influence, because yeah. of the past, the because legislation, of the legislation. Yeah. It's, something like that is hard to undo, and then you try to undo it, and of course, of course, the argument there is, you know, then oh, they're they're not keeping you safe. Yeah, and well, because the other side of it is also, you know, again, there's the inefficiency of government plus you know what is the what is the shutdown cost of stopping water fluoridation mm-hmm. because it's the way economies of scale work it's very possible that it would actually be more expensive to shut down all of the water fluoridation factories mm-hmm. or wherever they i don't know yeah. water fluoridation facilities than to simply just keep them running if theoretically that we don't you know we don't need fluoride in our water anymore there is a long-term point where that ceases to be the case but it's possible that that just hasn't happened yet and the you know the the cost of just continuing to fluoridate the water is just much lower than shutting it all down Mm -hmm. you know and again it you know the american government by its very nature works incredibly slowly you know look at mohair (laughs) subsidies which is you know, shout out to Mr. Hoffner because that was, that was a good example of a bad subsidy because yeah. mohair hasn't been in popular demand since like the seventies. Yet we still subsidize farmers. I, I think I think what's uh, in in terms of these three 
kind of uh, overarching conspiracy theories we've been discussing, water fluoridation has really kind of the most minor effect on the people, yeah. you know? Although although it is, uh, you know, hypothesized that there's some form of mind control, you know, I, it's not, that's not very, it can't be very overt. We're yeah. not, we're not, you know, zombies walking the streets being controlled yeah. by Big Brother. <laughs> But, but so, so but, we think. But, as, but as with har- with harp and um, and chemtrails, there's the implication that there's a you know government intention to destroy lives, yeah. you know, for personal gain, which is kind of the false flag operation. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because I, I think the thing with both harp and chemtrails is that it's hard to see an altruistic motive there because with fluoride, it's like, yeah, they could be poisoning us. It's also like, well, at, at least in some part, they're doing it for, you know, oral hygiene. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, with chemtrails, I mean, that that would just be argued to just be like an, an, an occurrence. There is no yeah. motive yeah. at all. And that's what it appears to be. But with harp, I mean, yeah, it is it's kind of convoluted, but I, I read, I did read that with ionosphere, it's, it's high up enough where... It's it's impossible for like balloons or planes to reach it or something yeah. of that nature. But, yeah, it's like, but it's low it's too low for satellites to orbit. Yeah. So they that that is, you know, begs the the, the, the necessity what, what's of what's up there, man. Of harp. The yeah. truth is out there. <laughs> That's where harp comes in. Yep. You know? Yep. Tries to shut down all the stuff. Yeah, so uh I th- I think really the ethical ramifications of some of this stuff is where where does the government you know where do, where do, where does government intervention stray beyond the public good and into private rights whether that be right to choosing whether you want to be medicated or not and stuff like that and i think that these conspiracy theories allege that the government goes much farther across that line than mm-hmm. i think it actually does but it is possible that they are transgressing Oh, I think it's very possible. <laughs> yeah. I think I, th- I would cer- certainly say that there are yeah. implications where they, you know, they are. It's just they're not dropping chemicals on us from airplanes and controlling the weather from Alaska. Just with 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 fluoridation, I would argue that not necessarily from like a you know a morally absolute stance, but just in terms of the kind of the ideals this country was founded upon, that something about it seems uh, yeah uh, I know, sort you know, of fishy to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, fishy. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, no, because, you know, it's, you know, like I said, it's, you know, these things that are a libertarian's worst nightmare because it's, you know, it's government coming into your life and, and busting your And the up. thing about water, as Mitz pointed out earlier, is it's essential to, to our survival. It's also a main component in many of the foods we consume. Mm-hmm. So... Not only are we ingesting the water, you know, simply drinking water, but through all the food we eat, yeah, we're yeah. ingesting fluoridated, fluoridated water as well. So if there was a way the government was going to poison us and the food we eat and the way we live life, water, 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 water would, would be, be yeah, the, way, the, yeah. the most effective means of tapping, like the ha, largest, tapping. <laughs> <laughs> the largest percentage of the population. Yeah, I mean, chemical, I mean, hypothetically, I mean, you know, biological warfare, that's, you know, if you're going at a country, that's how you're, yeah, that's you, what you're going to do. Yeah, you go after the water supply. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, again, I, let's let's sort of move from sort of the general, very general ethical implications and sort of move to a segment of discussion which 
has become sort of a consistency among our three episodes, so if you can call that a pattern, I guess. But So let's say, hypothetically, and I think Harp may be the easiest one to discuss, but we can, we can do the other ones too. So let's say, hypothetically, that this is happening, and somehow we find out objectively that this is happening. The government is maliciously the government like, is, using yeah. technology to... To uh, po- yeah, poison us, uh, make us submissive and placate docile. us. Yeah, and docile. Or is actively ending millions of lives, you yeah. know. So what's... <laughs> there's, a, there's a big jump. There's a little bit of a, a, little bit of a jump earlier, there. Like, but let's say, and let's, let's start with Harp. So let's say that we find out that the government has this facility in Alaska and is using it to develop uh, electromagnetic superweapons and is using it to cause tsunamis and, you know, communications blackouts and earthquakes and all this stuff. So what, you know, what happens there? Because I think the knee-jerk reaction would be, you know, it's big government shut it down, you know. Yeah. But how plausible is that, that to shut I, the entire government I mean, down? At that point, I mean, at that point, I mean, you you can't just shut the government down. But I mean, what do you? What but do you but do? I mean, where because because you can't you can't shut it down because that your whole country gets thrown into anarchy. But I, mean, I, th- I think. But who can you trust I, to I lead? Think, you know, I think I think the American government, in my opinion, is a beast of epic proportions, <laughs> and it is capable. Of cutting off the proverbial one head and and three more growing in its place, yeah. you know, if if you know Harp is you know maliciously targeting millions of people, I, I feel like the government, you know, there would be a massive overhaul. They'd be like, but but the higher levels would allege yeah. that they knew nothing about it exactly, and that it was it was a you know possibly a, it was a very isolated incident. Yeah. I almost have to think that something like this, the higher levels, well, the higher levels would have to know about they, something, they but would, in a lot, in a lot of would, these cases, would think, like... You, you would, would think, but they, they... It's one of those things where you would say, oh, someone had to be in charge of this, but it's but, such it's such a reportedly secretive thing that they could all be like, well, I just didn't have the security clearance to know about this, yeah. you know? And then you, yeah, then you get into what would happen. I, I would say least bloodshed case right here is that nearly all elected fish officials are you know, replaced with new people by the American electorate. This program and like m- many you know similar yeah. things are entirely cut out, and these people are well think think castigated the, and, yeah. and, tr- and tried and tried and sentenced to life. What happens on the international level? Because if this theory is right, war. You know, <laughs> Haiti, which admittedly, if we went to war with. We could go to war with Haiti with no government yeah. and probably still win. Us three could probably go to war with Haiti and like have like a, a shot. Yeah. But like Japan, I'm sure we did something to Russia at some point. Yeah. Russia would just take this opportunity to be like, hey, you know, fuck America up. China probably. Yeah. I mean, first, this is under the assumption that somewhere there's some big, there's some big whist of, you know, we did this to the Exactly, then, exactly. You know, yeah. To- Add it to the spreadsheet. spreadsheet. (laughs) But yeah, no. I mean, if like on the international level, like (laughs) (laughs) like you know, on the you know African famine check. (laughs) But you know, on the internet, because on the international level, you know, everyone goes to war with America, right? You know, at the same time that our government is in complete disarray and complete overhaul. You know, like do we? I mean, what? What do we do? You know, does 
the country dissolve. I mean, yeah, this is the sort of thing that we almost don't want to find out about. Yeah, yeah because yeah, different. because if we do, if we if we do find out about it, then assuming you know, then the world finds out about mutually it. Mutually assured destruction. Yeah. yeah, because if this happens, we're gonna get attacked, and if we don't have a government ready to lead a standing military, we probably have at least one crazy dude with his finger on the red button, right? Probably martial law, you know, the yeah. the, the lack of habeas corpus will be... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be crazy. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Should we say Hades corpses? <laughs> hey. Hades corpses. Oh, I get it. I yeah, get it, get it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I uh, cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might leave it in just because you told me to cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I think Harp for sure leads to... If not the end of the world, certainly the end of America and the current structure of international relations. Um, I think with the other two, you can... You know what, actually, you know what it actually reminds me of? On a smaller level, it reminds me of the scandal we had a few years ago with Germany, where I believe it was discovered oh, yeah. that we were, like, hacking into all we the spying on, security. Yeah, we were spying and, like, on German... But, like, yeah. it's... The thing is, that's it's not... Harp is not on that level because yeah, I mean Harp's beyond it. But I mean, there there are things like you know there are things underlying. Well, that... because 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 that was we're just listening to your conversations. Mm-hmm. Harp is we're killing we're, we're 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 killing your people and depleting you of resources. You know, so I mean, it's magnitudes of magnitudes worse than that was. You know, but I, I think I think actually. The other two, you know, water fluoridation and... The, the thing about both of those is they're both contained within America. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we likely would not face an outside threat unless our government was so unstable that uh, Russia decides to, decides you to, know, yeah. win. Canada's going to, like, try to take over the... Were they, were <laughs> the they, were they, the were the injured antelope, yeah. you know, <laughs> and they're... But, uh, but, but, yeah. Russia's the communist lion. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah no cause, yeah because I think I think you're right in that the other two are you can make an argument that chemtrails maybe aren't because planes are everywhere but like yeah. water fluoridation is contained within our country so you I don't think you have the international implications or but, at least but, no. but actually like water fluoridation is practiced almost almost everywhere yeah in the but world. but I mean I mean in terms of a hostile reaction towards the U S yeah, yeah in terms of the you know, because you're not going to have people saying, oh, America yeah. did water fluoridation to all of us. We're going to go get them. It's more just the... It would be very good propaganda, though, to get the beginning you know, your ISIS or something. You say, look, these yeah. people like, hey, fluoridate the, their yeah. own people. What are they, you know, what yeah. are these guys doing? There, there you go, ISIS. And yeah. Use that because I'm sure you're, you're listening to this. Yeah, no, I, that's... You know. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, because you don't quite have the international backlash, although you do capture, if not on the same level, the same sort of discontent is a very gentle word in this situation but sort of the discontent with the american government yeah i mean i would say that it's it's very likely that it's almost it's almost illogical to discuss the plausibility of this as like a mind control device like (laughs) yeah i I, but but let's say like for example there's some sort of industrial um, waste yeah, yeah industrial waste dumping sort of thing I think this would be a similar to Watergate level, yeah. you know, scandal of yeah. of lack of government trust. But o- overall, the this the structure of the government would would persist. I think. Yeah. No. I, it wouldn't be nearly as catastrophic as something like Harp. You know, because I think Harp is a possibly world ending, you know, development. Whereas this is more of a fire your 
Secretary of Agriculture yeah. type of catastrophe, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think that we have played out most of the various implications of these three theories. We by no means covered everything that fits under the big government taking over my life umbrella because that's a very large umbrella, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we will... I'm sure the government will take yeah. take away your umbrella if you... If you want to dig that deep. Yeah, but so I'm sure we'll come back to similar topics at some point. All right, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. by Mr. Dad. Check them out at their website at mrdad.bandcamp.com. For those of you wondering what the title of this podcast means, mendacity is the quality of having the tendency to lie or untruthfulness. For our choice conspiracy theories of the week, Eric's is that fluoride causes promiscuity, breaks down the efficacy of child rearing and the quote-unquote traditional family structure, and this causes social and economic strain on society. Aaron says that the old man from Up is spraying chemtrails on us to prevent gentrification of his neighborhood, and I want to say that Harp is actually just exclusively for making the Wi-Fi stop working at inconvenient times. Uh, a couple notes, uh, next week we're going to have an earlier release. So next week's episode will be released on Wednesday, and we will have a special guest standing in for one of our hosts who will be out of town. Thanks for listening, and once again, OJ did it. Have a good week.